to Trash or Treasure, a season of podcasts finding out what happens to all the stuff we throw away. I'm Natalie Kearney, and I'm taking you on a surprisingly fascinating journey around the rubbish heaps of Europe, looking at some of the innovations helping us to reduce our waste and even turn it into something useful. Last time we looked at landfills and incinerators, and today we're taking a closer look at where our waste goes when we're hoping it's going to be recycled. When we throw our plastics, metals, or paper into a special recycling bin, we expect it's going to end up being reprocessed and ultimately reused, we hope. Now last time I shared the contents of my bin with you, and I'm sure you thoroughly enjoyed it, but today we're going to go to Italy, where I'm hoping Marco Colombo has a few more exotic and gastronomic items in his trash. It's actually quite a new thing for Italians to recycle, probably from the last 20 years. Uh, and I can see, as I can stand on my back and I can see that everybody has got uh, recycled bins, either in the garden, or on their balconies, or near the front door. So um, Italians are quite used now to, to recycle. It's a good habit and it definitely helps the environment. Here we go, orange juice, yogurt, uh, all the meat containers come in uh, plastic, meat and fish containers come in plastic. Salad containers come in plastic, yogurt containers come, comes in plastic. Plastic is quite a lot of it actually, probably more than 60% of my rubbish is plastic. So uh, yes, I can see all this, all this plastic uh, here in my balcony. It really shocks me to see how much plastic there is and how much plastic just, uh, just the three of us in a week we collect. Uh, quite a lot of it really. Unfortunately, that's, that's where you get a supermarket. Uh, um, almost everything we buy is in uh, the plastic or cardboard now. And then I've got another tiny container, a little one, for glass where I keep my wine bottles. I've got some olive oil bottle. Uh, that's where I keep my rubbish on the balcony. It's a nice sunny day here. Uh, I'm about to take these three big beans downstairs, where five actually bigger beans, which will be collected by the uh, rubbish collectors. They do come. Uh, four times a week. Each day they collect something else. So um, I'm not quite sure what they're picking up today, but I'm just taking everything downstairs in there and see what the situation is downstairs. Oh, here's the rubbish truck arrived. Dove finisce il riciclo poi? Questo qua. Questo qua va a Russia. Sono quelli che spediscono via nave. Ok, grazie. So I just had a lovely chat with uh, the bean man. Um, so he just told me that my paper, it will be packed, uh, will be pressed and will be shipped away. Well, the only thing that we actually still put in a landfill, and there's a major one here in Piombino, city near Falonica, just about 20 minutes away, there's a massive landfill, and the indifferenziato, which is non-recyclable waste, that's what goes in the landfill. So everything else, which is the organic waste, plastic and cans, the paper and specifically the glass will be recycled. That's what the, uh, the bean man has assured me and, uh, and that, that's, that's a very good practice that we have in Italy now. So I'm quite proud of the way my council, which is again a small council of 20,000 people, uh, manages the rubbish. There used to be an incinerator nearby which has been shut down by, uh, by the local authorities and, uh, and the fighting to keep it shut. Uh, they rather see the rubbish dispatched to um, abroad. Here in Falonica we had a situation where our rubbish was sent to Bulgaria on a big uh, container ship and uh, some eco bells were dropped in, in the Gulf. 
that happened five years ago and the eco bells were only picked up last summer by um, a combination of Coast Guard and effort by the Coast Guard and the Navy Special Forces because the eco bells were quite deep in the sea. Italy's attitude towards waste has changed dramatically since the scandal with eco mafia in southern Italy. I remember reporting that about 15 years ago. Now it Italians are going through the rubbish, they're happy to recycle, they trust the local authorities with uh, their disposal. Especially in southern Italy now, there's a new attitude towards uh, recycling. I remember a village which was affected by eco-mafia that uh, reached 78% of recycling, which is uh, quite astonishing. In the city centres like Milan, there's fining if you, if you don't take it. For instance, here, if you don't keep your card box from your plastic, uh, you get fined. The whole block gets fined. Um, it's actually quite a hefty fine. And uh, so there's also a kind of like a citizen control on uh, what gets thrown away and what not. The glass. We, uh, we do, as we, as we told, I'm very happy that the municipality is telling us what to do, uh, giving us advice when we need to through leaflets, or sometimes stickers, sometimes letters, telling us off when food is not recycled properly. And I think it's very important that uh, we know how to dispose of uh, our own rubbish in a very environmentally friendly manner. Wow, I'm impressed. Marco and his local authorities seem to be doing a good job of sorting their waste and recycling what they can and fining people for not recycling. That's got to persuade people to think about what they do with their trash. He's also very aware of how much plastic he and his family are using. Good job, Marco. That's something that's really interesting for me right now, because here in Germany, where I live, there's a new law coming into place which is going to restrict the use of certain single-use plastics. I've been finding out all about it. Germans have always prided themselves on being some of the best recyclers in the world. But Germany also produces more plastic waste than any other country in the European Union. In 2019, Germans threw away 6.3 million tons of trash. That's more than 50% more than they did a decade and a half ago. And now they're planning on trying to do something about it, banning the use of some single-use plastics. Things like plastic bags, plastic cutlery, plates, stirring sticks, drinking straws, cotton swabs, and all the polystyrene cups and boxes. You know, the kind of things you take your falafel and curryversed home in. It's all in an attempt to move people away from that throwaway culture. I've come to the Ramondist Waste Collection Point in Munich, where Klaus Thelmann is my guide to all things rubbish or recyclable. We're in front of a huge mound of garbage yes. from the municipality of Munich. Is it how much plastic do you do you collect here? We, we collect about 8,400 tons per year wow. of this packaging. So we are normally about in Germany 30 kilos per citizen a year. I personally thought we were very um, diligent in our recycling here in Munich, but you're saying that's not the case. Is no. it better in other parts yes, of Germany? Yes, of course. Um, if perhaps if you go to, to Dachau, yeah. it's close to Munich, there we have the yellow with the yellow bin. So it's more easy for the people to collect their packages. Mm. So and there we have about 30 kilos. Right, okay, okay. And in Munich that's not very much. 
So is it because of the placement of the yellow bins? Because right outside yes. my building, I have a yellow bin. So I obviously put all my plasticking in there. But you're saying there's not enough bins in Munich? No, there are not enough. It's, we have about, uh, not, about 900 places you've seen. Hmm. It's 900 places and that's not very much. Right. Because uh, it's, uh, you have to go there. Yeah. But people don't do it. People nowadays uh, uh, buy their things in the internet. It's more easy, more comfort, comfortable. And so you have to, to, to also uh, install a system, a collecting system, which is more easy, mm. more, more, more useful for them. Making it easier to recycle is one side of the equation, and making sure that the materials you buy can actually be recycled. Paper, check. Glass, check. Plastic, mm, well, it depends what you're talking about. When we buy goods in plastic packaging, how do we know if it's recyclable? If you look carefully, you'll find little triangles with numbers in the middle. If you can see what the number is, you'll know whether it can be recycled or not. Now bear with me because it might sound a little bit complicated, but it's definitely worth going through in detail. Number one. Now number one means it is polyethylene terephthalate. It's used by most bottled drink manufacturers and it's easy to recycle into more PET products. Number two is used for bleach, detergent, shampoo bottles and yogurt pots. It can be recycled for the same products again and again. Number three means the plastic is PVC. It's tough and weatherproof, so it's not that easy to recycle, but it can be used to produce mud flaps, mats, and even car parts. Number four is low-density polyethylene. We use it for food bags, shopping bags, and magazine wrapping. It can easily be recycled into plastic bin liners and even some furniture. Symbol number five, polypropylene, is often used to hold hot liquid, so often for those coffee cups. It's recycled into items like pallets, trays, and food containers. Symbol six is on protective packaging and insulation. It can be recycled to produce more packaging. Anything that has symbol seven is very difficult to recycle. You see this symbol on crisp packets, salad bags, and any composites. This goes straight to landfill. So you need to know your numbers and maybe avoid buying the number sevens if you can. In Germany, it's thought that only about 30 to 40% of plastic waste is recycled, and that's better than most. The stuff that can't be recycled ends up in incinerators or is exported to another country where it too might be recycled, incinerated or dumped in a landfill. A ban on some single-use plastics, if it works, could change things quite considerably. Meet Philipp Sommer. Um, I'm Deputy Director of the Circular Economy Department at Deutsche Umwelthilfe. In English, it's Environmental Action Germany. How much of Germany's plastic use would you say is single-use plastic? In other words, how much is this ban on single-use plastic really going to impact Germany's plastic consumption? Of course, most of the plastic produced in Germany is single-use, but often it's long-living items, which is not the definition of single-use here. Then even for these, these items which are banned, like cutlery plates, uh, some cups and so on, then often the it's just another material used and uh, the consumption doesn't get uh, is not reduced so 
what we really need would be that we work on solutions which reduce plastic waste or single-use waste in general and this could be reusable solutions. Are you familiar with the recycling programs of other countries? I know Germany's been revered as being um, sort of a leader in that regard. Would you agree with that? So, yeah, I mean, compared to other countries, um, Germany is definitely better, um, better than, than a lot of other countries. But we definitely have not um, solved our problems and it's totally not sufficient at all. So um, the point is that we, we do not landfill our plastic, but the most part of the plastic is uh, just goes into um, energy, energy recovery, so it's just incinerated and only like even less than half of it is recycled. And the problem is that we produce just too much of it. So um, first activity here should be to, to reduce our plastic waste and uh, to promote reusable, refillable packaging and uh, high quality uh, recycling. Germany's ban on single-use plastic will come into effect on the 3rd of July of this year, and the European Commission has already said it wants to make all plastic packaging reusable or recyclable by 2030. Environmentalists say a step in the right direction for weaning us off being throwaway plastic-loving people. So let's find out what's happening to the recycling that people have sorted into separate bins, but is actually not being recycled locally. A lot of trash is moving around Europe, but what happens to it at its final destination? Is one country's trash another country's treasure? Well, it can be, of course, if it's recyclable, because it's a resource, an alternative source of materials. Recyclable materials can be traded freely within the EU with a permit. Germany, where I live, exports around half a million tons of recyclable waste legally to Poland each year. For countries like Germany, it's a cheaper option than recycling it domestically. And for Poland, these materials can be useful resources. In fact, many Polish recycling companies benefit from the cleaner streams of recyclable materials from Germany. The problem is that residual waste is also being illegally dumped in Poland and elsewhere, despite there being a ban on it. This is causing huge environmental damage, as much of it is being labeled incorrectly as recyclable waste. And also, because of the open borders, it's very difficult to police any illegal activity. In some cases, farmers accept the trash to make a quick buck and literally dig a hole in the ground to bury it. The Polish government is definitely trying to introduce tighter controls, catch more trucks in the act of transporting waste illegally, and in some cases, send the rubbish back. But a lot more needs to be done. Piotr Barczyk is a senior policy officer for circular economy and waste policies at the European Environmental Bureau and advisor of the Polish Zero Waste Association. Sometimes the streams are not labeled properly, so they are labeled as recyclable, but in the end they are not. So the recyclers either have to treat only part of it and the rest of it they have to dispose of uh, somewhere or either in incinerator or in landfill. So it's a problem of labeling. And then there is uh, a gray zone and uh, illegal activities because of Europe where we have a single market and you know uh, open borders, which is good in many cases and in many situations. But it also opens a possibility to transport anything you want without any control. Of course, there is control. The, the Polish government is also claiming that they are controlling more and more all the transports that are coming to Poland. But it's impossible to, to check, e check each and every truck 
So there are uh, situations where uh, there are some agreements made only between private companies and private uh, landowners even in Poland that they just use their land to dispose and, and cover up uh, the waste they, they bring. And it brings them a lot of benefits, uh, economical benefits, but it's illegal. Well, I've learned a lot about recycling, good and bad, and know way more than I did about plastic. From now on, I'm going to look really carefully at those triangles on plastics before I buy them. Being a good recycler is really a very serious job. Next week, we'll meet some of the people that have brought inspiration to reuse and recycling, and we explore some very innovative solutions that prevent or reuse our waste. Don't forget to take a look at the trash map of Europe on our digital special online at cgtn.com forward slash Europe to find out what happens to your waste. We want to know what's in your bin and the inspiring solutions that you've come up with to reduce waste. No, honestly. Just search Facebook, YouTube or Instagram for trash or treasure. And join me, Natalie Carney, next time for more Trash or Treasure.